Hey, Christy. Welcome back to Constant Chaos, Rachel. It's been a long time. I know. I feel like I haven't seen you in ages, even though I have kind of seen you from a distance. Yeah, when I stop by, you leave a bottle of wine out for me. Yeah, right. Isn't that nice? <laughs> I liked our virtual wine tasting. That was fun. That was totally fun. We have another one this weekend, right? I can't wait. Can't I know. Wait. So no. why haven't we been recording? Uh, I don't even know what I've been doing. Never mind. Why aren't we recording? I can't keep track of anything because I'm running around chasing everything all day long. You mean you're not like one of those people that has so much time to garden and pick up a hobby and all that? Yeah, I'm totally like knitting and puzzling. I, I, I actually am puzzling. Are you? That's it's, good. My, it's my way to get away from the kids not clean and not uh, in school. Right, right. And get up the nerve to go to the grocery store. Yeah, that too. I know. Now I've been doing some projects around the house, but that are pretty big. But so like, I'll go on those for a couple days and that'll keep me busy. And then I crash and burn because I realize I wasn't, you know, helping out enough with the homeschool situation or somehow the house got really dirty or other things happen, you know? Yeah. I wonder how it gets dirty. Can't even imagine. It's dirtier than it's ever been. It's probably because we're all here, right? Is that yeah, why? It's so bad. Oh, so, and now, yeah, it's just I don't, I don't. You know what? I don't even know what to say anymore. But I had a lot to say the past couple of weeks. Now I have nothing to say because I can't even believe we're still here like this. Like, there's those minutes in the morning where you wake up and you forget, and you're just like, you kind of get up and then you go, "Oh, right." Same thing. Those. I'm still having those. They haven't passed yet. <laughs> How many weeks are we in now? We're in California. So what are we like week? I don't I even know. I used to I count this. Yeah, I think we're week eight or nine. Okay. I, I have a I'm counting the days on my calendar and I used to look and be like, oh my gosh, we made it to eight days. We made it to 14 days. And I'm once it hits 60, I think we're at 60 something. I don't even know. I can't count that high. I can't yeah, yeah, I know. It's brutal. And right now I'm just like now I'm counting the days down till school ends because I feel like all we're doing here is pretending we're doing it. Oh, totally. And we're doing, we've, now my kids have figured out that they only have, because it's pass, fail, or credit, no credit, they only actually have to do 60% of the work, right? Wow. So they only have to do 60% 60, 60 effort. So that's what we're managing to now. So now I'm counting the days until I don't have to pretend anymore that we care because I, <laughs> I'm pretty clear that nobody here really is caring. I mean, my daughters were now in the graduation, the pretend graduation program where we're acting like it's going to be normal, but it's not. And we had the prom came and went and um, yeah. And the other, the other two just want to get out. They're just done. They're tired of being accountable. They just want to play video games all day. Right. Or, or at least like be able to play video games all day and without the pretense of school. Correct. And they, they're sick of me walking around going, you're doing your work, right? You're doing your work. And they're like, yes, but they're not. Right. And we all know they're not. And I, I, the only time I come down on them is when I decide I can handle it. Right. Otherwise I pretend they're doing their work with them pretending they're doing their work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun. We have our, yeah. my seven-year-old, I literally just, um, I gave up. I told his teacher that I, I'm done. I, every day is a battle with like literally, Hey, it's time to do your work. Let's get started. Here's your list. 
all the things you're supposed to do. Here's your schedule. Here's your list. And he's like, no. Oh God. Yesterday, yesterday he broke his guitar because he got so mad. And that was by before 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. And that usually entails him running out the door, slamming the door, breaking things in the backyard. Yeah. Coming back in. And by that point, I'm like, take the iPad, have fun. Can't do it. So what's, where does the aggression come from? You know, I'm, one of the things I've been thinking a lot about is that I'm learning him, I'm figuring him out more. All this time with him at home, you actually get to know your kids a lot better. Yeah. Uh, and it's really just when he, one, if he is, he doesn't feel like he's heard, you know, if he's in a game or with his brother, so he's doing something with his brother and something happens and triggers him, he doesn't feel like he was heard, something wasn't fair, and he, that's how he responds. And his- Oh, interesting. So uh, the fair thing, um, so is it that it's fair like he operates where all the rules have to be like evenly distributed, like someone yes. can't get away with a little something, they, everything has to be like totally above board? Right. So if he got an hour of, if his brother gets 45 minutes of Roblox time, he gets 45 minutes of Roblox time. If I kind of let it go loosey goosey and kind of give his brother more time because he's complaining and he may, so there's not an exact count, then he gets really upset about that. So have you in, in, ever introduced the concept that not everybody's the same, so all rules don't need to be exactly the same? Everybody's, everybody's getting rules that are fair for them. Every day, every day. And is he too young to grasp that or is too it just young to grasp like, it. not, yeah, not. And I think yeah. also part of it is for him, he's like, he's mourning, like he needs to be with his friends. A lot of the rules that he's learning in fairness is being on the playground with his friends and getting that social input that, hey, I'm, if you act like that, I'm not going to be your friend. Right. And I'm his mom. So he acts like that and I'm still his mom. I still have to love him. Yeah. So he's not getting that growth or that learning experience that can only come from other people because there's no other people to get it from right now. Exactly. That pushback or that making him feel sad or sorry or embarrassed, like those qualities gone. help. All gone. Feel, yeah. All gone. But I will say once, usually in the morning, once he's had his like moments, he will come back and like on his own terms, open his computer and get online and plow through some work on his own. It's going to be his own terms. Uh And I've learned to just let him do that and not push too much. Well, because I feel like during this period of time and, you know, we make jokes about school and whatever, but they have to want to do it. And they, even at a little age, like what you want is that they're missing the learning piece or what they get out of that kind of Mm -hmm. environment and experience. And if they don't want to do it for them, you really can't make them do it for you in a way that it's going to benefit them because then all it is is a game of checking boxes and exactly um especially when they're young you want them to want to know more information and through the learning experience and under you know try to grasp onto that concept right now he does a lot of like um he'll go on youtube on the tv and watch mark rober videos and if you guys don't know who mark rober is he's a nasa scientist and he does these amazing videos about science and they're really detailed and geeky. And my kids could watch them all day long. Well, that's great. I mean, that's, that's perfect. Like he does, he does awesome video, like 
I guess a guy, they someone stolen a package from his front door. And to get them back, he's a scientist and he like really wants to screw with the people that took the package. So he leaves another, uh, he created a package and it's a glitter bomb that releases a fart odor. Oh my gosh. And it's got a video in it so they can capture the video of the people once they get glitter bomb and the fart smell. So my kids think it's the greatest thing ever. Well, you know what? They're getting some science and they're motivated. It's not that bad. Right, right. So you just, I don't know, my older one though is just, it probably like yours, just not doing his work at all. Hey, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. And then you check on it and nothing's done. Yeah, I mean, the other thing I'm finding is that um, at least the experience we're having, they're not, um, and I'm going to use it generally, even though each kid is different, but like, they're not being held accountable to like a classroom, right? So I feel like this distance learning piece, one of the things that's really falling down is each kid's having their own experience. It's being generalized. The um, teachers mm -hmm. that we're experiencing aren't checking in every week or every day. Exactly. So there's, there's no day-to-day -day accountability. And so it's, on one hand, it's great because if they're having a bad day, they don't have to deal, right? Yeah but then they do have to come back to it and it is due each week. And so the problem is they're kind of teaching themselves the lessons and proving that they understand it by doing some level of work. Like, and so the work has, the pressure of the work has kind of pulled back, but then you could have a kid who's manipulating it. I'm not necessarily saying mine are, but you know, there's days just like I'm having days where nobody wants to do anything and I don't blame them. And, right. and unless you have to log in every day and like, unless you can maintain your work, like a work schedule, right. Where you still have to get up, you're still going to have your meetings. You're still going to be on zoom. You're still going to like maintain that schedule. It's very easy to fall out of it. Um, so your kids at their, your kids are eighth, 10th and 12th. Do they have zoom calls? Um, my eighth grader is on from nine to noon every day, like it's regular school. He's in private school. He's in private school. My high school kids have a variety uh, depending on class. So, um, but none of them are, it's all voluntary. It's like a voluntary, if you need me, I have office hours. If you need me, I'm going to be on Zoom between this period. You can log in, log out. And, but it's not mandatory. So when you have a child with ADHD that needs the schedule, the structure and the mandatory, mm -hmm. it, it's super easy to procrastinate your way out of that and be like, ah, you know, I'll just do it next week. Totally. Um, that's, that's been a big frustration for me is that for my first grader, he doesn't have to, he has Zoom calls twice a week. So there's absolutely no structure unless, that's not I'm, enough for them. unless I'm making the structure and he and he fights back against my structure. Right. Um, so like I'm, I'm, I try to make him get on, the, they have an optional Zoom every day, uh -huh. you know, Tuesday through Thursday. And now he's figured out it's optional. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the problem, right? Like, so, and, and I don't, I'm not, I don't, I don't feel like it's necessarily a teacher's fault. Like, I don't think that it's blame in so many ways. It's just, you know, we're figuring, we're sort of figuring this out. And I think now, especially more than ever, every kid really is going to have their own needs. And, and those needs are now just not individual, but they're also based on what the family needs are and right. what the parents' needs are. So 
you know, especially if you have a defiant child, like we both do, I think it's really hard to try to instill some of those positive things when they're just coming unglued. Totally. They're coming. And they, and they know how to beat the system. I mean, I have a child who's logging into zoom, but putting up, you know, a fake, um, like avatar character and then he's doing what he wants because they can't see him. <laughs> That's probably what my son is doing. Yeah. And, and so he'll, he's listening enough that he chimes in when he needs to. But other than that, he's doing what he wants. Right. Ugh. And, and I've talked to the school, you know, and their attitude is like, um, it's great. I mean, it's definitely like, you know, push where you can push and we'll, work where we can work and give us a heads up and, you know, because you kind of have to do that. It's not straightforward. Right. But then, you know, back, kind of back to what you're saying, like, but it comes on to the parents to give structure. And when you have children that don't want that or don't accept that, or it's just not working for them, you can only do so much because you're still trying to take your, you know, everything we've been told in therapy, right? Yeah. You be the parent, you provide the love, you provide the support, you do the best you can, let the other people handle the other components. It's too much, blah, blah, blah. Well, it all just came down on us. Exactly, exactly. So the, the other night I went on a call with my, my temple, which was great that they did this. They did a call for um, kind of for elementary school parents to talk about what's working and what's not. And I should have known better because not, not all kids are like us, have, have kids like ours. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the women was like, well, don't you have a schedule? And she pulls out this, ty- you know, the typewritten beautifully <laughs> sk- schedule with things in each corner, you know, like it's just so organized. And I literally, my stomach dropped. I'm just like, I was mortified. I'm like, yeah, we tried that for three days back yeah. in March. And I tried to put that structure in place, but I also had to be the parent. Right. And understand what their needs were. And it did not work. And then I just felt like a total failure. <laughs> yeah, I know. You can't though. I mean, you can't. Like, what are we gonna do? Yeah. I mean, I, what are we gonna do? We're back. We're back to the place where it's like there are no deadlines for them in some ways because obviously we've all learned that we can move them around however we want to, right? So the concept of like you have to brush your teeth, get dressed because we have to get out of this house to get to school, like. So what if I brush them at 10, mom? <laughs> exactly. No, all the, st- all the, our kids that need structure and need peers to keep them in line and t- teach them. Right. It's all right. gone. I mean, like all of our structural supports are gone. I mean, even mm-hmm. the therapy, like, I mean, they still have their therapy, but it's online now. So if they jump on and talk to them, which they don't right. want to do. Um, right. Of course I'm there. Like, please tell me what to do. Please, please, please. Right. I know. And I don't know about you guys, you do a better job of getting the kids out of the house, but like I have kids who don't really even want to go outside because what's the point? Like they just, you know, I mean, we're doing like video exercises and stuff like that in the house or we'll play in the yard. I, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to minimize that, but we could go for a bike ride. Like we could go for a walk. We could like go for a ride, but they, they've gone like the whole other direction where it's like, what's the point? And I don't even care, which then is unhealthy in its own way, right? Because you right. do need, you, you know, even if you're not getting that interaction, that stimulation or that contact with your peers or your teachers, you still need to, like that process of getting out and going somewhere that was forced was good yeah. for our family. 
yeah. now that it's not so forced and it's voluntary, we operate on everybody's moods as to whether they want to do something. And they all which have to be on the, in the same, same place at the same time. Right. Which it never happens no. times five. Right. No, I've been very lucky, like, especially my little guy. Um, thank God the BMX park, um, 30 minutes away, finally opened up again. And we went that first day and he was there for two hours. And he was had, it crowded when we got there. There was no one there. No one. And it's, like huge. it's like a couple acres. It's huge. Oh, okay. And he was like going around doing loops and jumping and working so hard to get better. And it was the best thing to do, but the best yeah. thing. Um, yeah. and we, went, we went back the next day and it was packed oh, we went a little yeah. bit later. So I think people go after school or mm-hmm. you know, school. <laughs> the ones that are maintaining the regular school day. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it was definitely more crowded. Um, I think we may go again today, but I will, I will only go earlier in the day. I, I didn't like being there later. Yeah. I think he almost, I have a video of him like in a near, like almost crashing with another person. He's in the air and literally almost crashes someone. Yeah. Kind of fearful. So I was thinking about you the other day because you always do such a good job getting these kids out and you know, you always say they need this, they need their people, they need their action, they need all that kind of stuff. But what's going to happen when they get older and they need to find that on their own and they don't, and you're still, they're going to be 16 and you're still providing that, um, playmate for them. Am I going to be doing that? I don't know. That's what, that's my big ask. Like Cliff and I feel like that's one of the things that, you know, we spent so much time like putting up the, the boundaries and, and providing the play structure because we knew how to adapt to their nuances. So it would be like, we take them here, we take them there. But so now what's happening is they don't, they can't think for themselves in a way to come up with those creative ideas that we would do. So it just, all they do is play video games or like, I I don't know. They can't, unless we start it, they don't start anything. They're not coming up creatively. And I think the other component, so there's that piece where it's, I feel like we provided that crutch for so long that it's hard for them. But then I think that- They they didn't learn how to play on their own. Right. There wasn't that concept like when we were growing up where like you just were bored and so you had to figure it out. Right. right. So the they've never, yeah. right. They've never had to be bored. And so I think it's a double-edged sword, especially with these kids that have attention issues that need you to like provide the structure or um, manage their nuances or whatever and keep things going. But then the second piece is they're being raised in a society where everything's scheduled. So they're still, they're always still looking for the schedule. You know, it's like, well, no, I don't have tennis practice. So why would I practice? Right. Uh, Well, so it goes to self-motivation. It's the self-motivation. And I think some kids intrinsically have it, but others don't. And so, and I think a lot of these kids that have um, attention issues or some learning issues or whatever, right. They're not self-motivated in that way, or they haven't had to provide that structure for themselves. And so they just don't do it. They, I don't know if they don't know. I don't know how their brain works. You know, I just don't know. It's a big hole for me, but it's something that we've started to talk about around our house and notice that, um, how do you do that? How do you get them? There's gotta be a way to think about that 
while they're growing up. And so you still have some impact on that. I think our ship has sailed. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, your lesson, I'm learning from your lessons. <laughs> from you. Um, right. You know, I think it's interesting because I feel like one, your youngest, I think is what you've told me is completely self-motivated. It may not be motivated in a way, he's not motivated in a way sometimes that is safe or in the right way for you. Um, but, and I think my youngest is the same way. Like he has super motivated to go outside and play basketball by himself for hours. Yeah. Uh, he's super motivated to get his BMX bike and like ride it all over the grass and unsafe right. ways I wouldn't like. Right. Um, he's super motivated to climb trees that are not safe and go higher and higher and higher. Um, so he likes to play and find things to do. It's just not always safe. <laughs> right. And so some of that will, I think will develop with maturity and, um, you know, narrowing down, finding some passions or real, you know, just general yeah. realization over time. But, um, I think that like as a society and especially with these types of kids, it's right. really hard when we've been scheduling them and we've been their playmates for so long. And, um, you know, who knows the next time they're going to be able to be like in a real schedule. It's going to be a while. Right. To have peers around them. How, how are their social relationships going to be? I don't know. And especially like, if you think about what we're talking about now, which is how will school resume? Will it resume? Will it be the way it was? Probably not for a long time. Are they going to have to wear masks in class? Are they going to keep them on? Are they like, you know, is it going to be a reduced classroom? So I think Another, you know, we're kind of getting all over the place, yeah, but I know. one of the things that I'm thinking about right now is that if they do do part-time school where they divide the classes in half, that could be a huge win for people that don't want to, you know, for the kids who can't deal with 30 kids in a classroom. Now they're going to have 15. Like that could be great. Yeah. Maybe we learn that half-time school, half virtual learning, if you have smaller classes works better. It could. I mean, it could, like, there's so many possibilities right now that I'm trying not to always look at it negatively or with panic because I'm thinking, you know, for these children that need to be in smaller classrooms, this could be like the, one of the best solutions for them if it works well. Right. Silver lining. Yeah. Yep. Could be the silver lining. Or I, all my children could decide that this was so great staying home that they never want to go back to school again. And they love just being alone. <laughs> my kids need to go back to school. I need them to go back to school. We all do, right? I mean, think about it. Like, this is crazy. This is like the, the holiday vacation that never stopped. Do you realize we've been out of school almost the entire, and a whole summer? I know. And what's going to happen in summer now that, like, everything's canceled? Camps, swim team, it's all shut down, right? I'm still holding out hope for a sleepaway camp. I know that. <laughs> I'm holding out hope. Yeah. But this is really putting pressure on families in so many different ways because there are kids that need that absolutely need to do that or that was what was going to save them from, you know, whatever behavioral issues they might have had or help them develop with academic issues, you know, all the kinds of stuff that these children have. Summer is sometimes their catch-up period to get ready for the next year and that's not you know, that's going to fall back on parents again because how we're not there's no real good program to do that. No. I mean, there's all different. Yeah, obviously there's, you know, Khan Academy. There's all kinds of things that are online or whatnot, but 
truly when you have these kids and you need manipulatives and, and um, you need that contact and you need that relationship, that's not going to evolve the same way. And I don't know about you, but we are definitely counting on the summer to do a little academic catch up and get ready for high school next year. And I don't see that happening right now. I can't even think about summer. It's only three weeks away. I can't even think about it. I know. I know. I know I need to, but I can't even. I'm on a day-by-day basis. The way I can manage my stress on this is I can't think this is going to be going on through August. I need to just be in May. And I can think so, so and, much good advice in that, Rachel. I mean, if you if you stray from the week and think about planning, you are just going to end up in a puddle. <laughs> right. I, I go back to like, I used to run marathons. When I would run a marathon, if you thought I'm going to go run 26 miles, you can't do it. Like, it's just, it's too much. Like, yeah. But if you think, okay, you know what? I can't, I'm a good runner. I can get to 10. Fine. I'll just get to 10. And yep. you get yourself to 10. You're like, oh, I can see 15. 15 fine. All right. And you just right. you slowly chip away at it. But the, in this case, it's like an ultra marathon and we have no idea how far we're running, but you know, no. I know. No, it's true. I mean, our futures have just been wiped out and that might sound a little dramatic, but I mean, all the things that like those, all those things you look forward to in the course of a year, a couple months, it's all put on hold. So I, that's what I keep telling family members who are, you know, stressed out or worried. I try to live in the week because if right. I go beyond the week, I get really frustrated and I try every day to have something that I'm accomplishing. Even if it's like I cleaned the bathroom, like I need, I need something to check off of a list, you know, or I answered 15 emails, something for that I physically can check off my list that makes me feel a sense of accomplishment. Otherwise I don't sleep well at night. My days bleed together. I need that like little project to say I did something. That's a great tip. Maybe I should try that because my days bleed together and I feel like I don't accomplish anything. I know I do. I've been writing a lot. I've been, I've gotten into gardening a little bit. Um, Those are great. Little, little things. Yeah, but I think you need to, you're, it, they have to be little because look at all the other stuff you're managing. You're managing like three plus meals a day. You're trying to, you know, go out to battle to get your food. <laughs> you're, you know, I mean, think about it. And your spouse is home in a lot of cases. I mean, there's so much, you're worried about extended family met- members that are older and more susceptible to getting sick. I mean, there's just so much more on our plate right now in a different way than it was, you know, a couple months ago. So I think you have to look at it and say, Hey, I did this little thing. It's great. Like, it's totally fine. Totally fine. And, you know, we talk about this before, but self-care, like, don't you want to just laugh? Remember when we used to talk about self-care and, and <laughs> I said my self-care was grabbing a cup of tea and walking around a furniture store. And like, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now, what does that look like? There, I now the furniture store has become my house, and I'm walking around moving things around. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you, are you doing that? Is that still your self care? Well, I've gotten myself confused. I don't know what. So I'm trying to figure out what that self care is now because, I, I mean, I did. I cleaned out my garage, so that felt really good. But. Um, yeah, I don't, I just, every, every, like, I don't know what the cycle is yet. I haven't figured it out yet, but I, I need a project that doesn't involve the family. Right. To disappear in for a little bit. I go wash the shower. I go scrub the shower. Yeah. But I mean, it could be that it could be doing your puzzle. It could be, 
taking a shower by yourself and blowing your hair dry and putting some makeup on because I don't do that anymore either. Um, I I still don't do that at all. here's Here's a tidbit for everyone. I think it's called True and Company has the best bra ever that almost looks like a normal one but feels like pajamas because now that you don't have to go anywhere all day, that's all you need. I need one of those. I need a couple. Yep. True and company. Best one ever. Writing that down right now. Um, there you go. Yeah. I would say like for me, self-care has definitely been the puzzles. That's been a good one. I've I love doing puzzles. Yeah. And I, it's such a waste of time. I can spend hours. I go to sleep late because I do them. I, once I get started, I can't stop. Right. Well, so that's the thing. So it could be even going back to just like even watching a TV series, right? Saying like, or reading a book. It could just be like, I just want to get to the end of this, or I just want to finish the series. And then you've accomplished something. It just happens to be TV, but, or a puzzle or whatever, but you've got to find those things because you need those outlets. You need those outlets now more than ever. Right. My child- because- Go ahead. I was just saying, because we can't really leave the house or go find, you know, you can't, say, I'm going to go meet a friend and do blah, blah, blah. You've got to find little ways around the house to get that sense of accomplishment and that kind of time for yourself in a way that works for the family. Right. Right. So what's been the, um, the hardest thing? What's been your craziest experience through, through this whole thing, challenging with your kids? Wow. Um, you know, I don't feel like, okay, so this is going to sound bad, maybe. I think in some ways this is the best thing that's happened to us. You've said because, that. Yeah. Um, everybody is, is fairly happy because the chaos and the stress of the real world and the competition stopped. And for us, I think that produced a lot of anxiety in our house. The, keep, you know, kind of keeping up with the friends or the academics or the sports or the, just the, you know, we got to go here, we got to go there, get in the car, get out of the car. That has been like unbelievably helpful, helpful to us. And I think if you pulled our family, you would hear a lot of, we hope this continues like this for a while because it's felt good. Wow. I know. That's that's a nice silver lining. Yeah. I mean, I, I completely um, recognize that that's not the way it is for a lot of people. And I, and I'm not to say that we don't have days where everybody's like, I just want it back to normal. But I think as a whole, you know, we have dad is home and he's less stressed because he doesn't have to go in and out of the city on BART all the time. And he's got some more time than he used to have, which nobody has seen in many, many years. Um, And the kids are doing things they've never done before. They're learning how to do laundry. They're learning how to cook. They're trying new things in the house, um, not in volumes and not without tears sometimes, but at least those things are happening where they would never have happened because we wouldn't have had the time. It wouldn't have been a priority. Right. I love those silver linings. So, I mean, it's been fine. What about you? What's been yours? Um, you know, I'd say my kids fighting. Like, I, I think I've told you the story. Like, well, you helped me this day. Um, <laughs> I was wondering if we're going to talk about that. <laughs> Hey, you know what? This is constant chaos. We got to be real. True. Very true. <laughs> other people out there to know that um, not everyone has schedules and shit happens. Um, I was out for a walk one day and um, a friend called me. My kids were fighting on a different street. They'd taken off on their bikes without shoes and they were going at each other on the street. Sh- 
Sorry, I've got one next to me who's trying to interrupt with the story. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> and I come running down and they're like fighting and trying to send one home to get the dad. He doesn't want to go home. And then they go biking to another street. I'm racing after them. They're screaming at each other. People are staring at us. By this point, I'm screaming expletives at them. <laughs> Later, my son told me, he's like, hey, mom, um, I think someone was taking a video of you and it's going to be on Instagram. Oh, that's awesome. And then you, you became, you were part of it. You, you brought my little one home. Yeah, I found him with my car. And scared them, scared him into going home. Mm -hmm. I think in that case, I learned like he was just, he wanted his alone time. He needed space. Yeah. And since then, we've seen him run out the door when he needs space and run down the street with his, and what he does, he, he climbs a tree. Well, that's okay. And now I know, I'm like, okay, he's going to, if he runs down the street without his shoes and he's going to climb the tree, we're in a safe place. He's pretty good at climbing trees. And if that's what brings him down, I'm okay with that. So last time he did that, I just, I took my time. I got my coffee. I got, put the leash on the dog. <laughs> I put my shoes on. And I walked down there. I'm like, and I knew exactly where he was. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Huh, okay, yeah. remember, we, remember we talked about we wanted to redo your room tomorrow? Let's go, let's go map that out. Yeah. And he calmed down. He walked, and he walked back with me. Well, see? It's learning about your little people's nuances now. Yeah. Yeah. I know. All right, Christy, I think we need to wrap this up. I'm getting um, written notes from my son that he needs me. It's time, right? You're done. You, you had your alone self-care. Time to move on. Exactly. Well, I'm glad we, we got on, and uh, I hope people can relate to some of the things we're going through. Absolutely. So, again, follow us on our Facebook page. Follow us on our Twitter page. Follow us on Instagram. Um, tell your friends. Tell your friends. We are still here, and we are still doing the best we can. Exactly. All right, signing off.